KT, have you noticed that interest rates long-term are starting to go down little by little? Yeah, what are we going to do about it? I tell you what I think everybody should do about it. You should go to myalliant.com and take advantage of the one-year to 17-month certificate of deposit. They're currently paying 5.15% or 5.20% for amounts of $75,000 or more. Tell them one more time, KT, where they should go. Go to myalliant.com today. Now you know. And 22. Hi, everybody. Susie O here, and welcome to the Women in Money podcast, as well as everyone else smart enough to listen. All right. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. And KT said to me this morning, Now, Susie, you make sure you wish everybody a happy Memorial Day. And I have to tell you, everybody, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the events that have recently happened in Buffalo, in Texas, everywhere in the world, truthfully, especially in America. But I've been thinking about all the people, not just those in the armed forces, but everybody who has lost their lives recently. And on some level, we're all warriors, it seems. We're all really fighting for our freedom, the freedom to send our kids to school and not have to worry about it, the freedoms to be able to walk down the street, no matter who you are or what you are, it doesn't matter, and everybody accepts you. We've all been fighting for simple freedom, to have an abortion if you want one, to not have an abortion if you don't, to not carry guns that will absolutely obliterate people. We are looking for freedom. And so, I don't know, does the word happy go with Memorial Day? And I have to say, I don't think it does at this point in time. I think the word that goes with it is have a soulful, prayerful, wishful, actionable, to make this world freer, Memorial Day is more of an accurate description. You know, a few days ago, I was on Banfield, Ashley Banfield show, and when you were about to go on a TV show, especially when you've been zoomed in, you're sitting there watching the show, listening to the guests that are on before you. And the whole segments before me, obviously, was on the tragedy that happened in Texas. And then she starts to introduce me. 
and it's all about money. And it's going to cost more to go away this Memorial Day weekend and inflation and all of these things. And when she came to me, I found myself saying to her, you know, Ashley, we'll talk about money. But I think it's really important to understand that money comes and it goes and it comes back again. I mean, especially with the stock market, it goes up and it goes down and it comes back again. And then you made even more money. And that's essentially what's kind of happened this last week. But there's a life to it. And it just doesn't go away. And that's it, of course, unless you made a really bad investment. But that is besides the point. But when it comes to a life, when it comes to people, once that life is taken, that life does not come back to us. And I think especially on this particular Memorial Day, I think it's important to keep everything really in perspective. As you know, one of my favorite sayings is people first, then money, then things. And if you keep that in perspective, what's really, really, really irreplaceable in this life, it is people. And so I just wanted to say that so that all of us could usher in the Memorial Day with the right attitude, the right wishes, and then eventually the right results. Okay, everybody, last week, last week was a very interesting week because it is the first time in over eight weeks that all the markets went up and they went up and they went up. Now, if you've been listening to me, I've said to all of you, I thought that the market would probably have a bounce here. However, it's a bounce. And a bounce is when you take a ball and you bounce it, it goes down, which is what the markets did, hits the floor, bounces off of it, goes up, and then kind of comes back down again. And so I don't think this is like March of 2020, where we're going to go up and up and up and up right now, and everything's going to be great again. I think this is a bounce. And I think that this bounce could last a week, another week, maybe two weeks, but eventually here and not very long from here, I think we will see these markets go right back down again. So if you are looking at these things. And now all of a sudden, you didn't want to be in the market and you were scared to death and you wanted to get out, but you didn't know what you should do, but you really don't want to be in the markets. Even though if you ask me, if you have time on your side, I think that would be one of the biggest mistakes you could ever make. However, this is your money. And you have to make decisions with it. And you have to decide, do you want it in the market or do you not? And if you decide you don't, again, for whatever reason, the next week or two, you may decide to take advantage of the increase in some of these stocks that have gone up tremendously over this period of time. 
meaning the last week and maybe the next week, up to you. But I will reiterate that eventually these markets and these stocks that have been really hurt, they will come back. It could take two years, could take three years, could take shorter than that. But the way you make great money, the way you truly get your money to grow is you don't buy and sell and buy and sell. No, you buy good quality stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and you hold them for the long run as long as they are diversified and they make sense. So that's one little update. Another update is that real estate has truly started to cool off pretty big time. That doesn't mean it's going down, so don't get dramatic here on me. As I said to all of you during the webinar, and you got the tip sheet for the webinar, and if you, by the way, didn't listen to the webinar that I did on May 24th, um, 44,000 people did, <laughs> right? But if you didn't listen, I think they will be replaying it next week. But everybody who did sign on and listen to it also got a tip sheet of everything I said in that webinar. But I'm going to summarize a little bit what I said for you right now. But again, for all of you who have been asking, they are going to replay the webinar next week since so many of you want to see it again. Real estate. Real estate is absolutely cooling down here. Before, you would put a property on the market for sale, and you would have 15, 20, 30 bids on it right away. Now, maybe you're getting four or five. Applications for mortgages, all kinds of things have gone down. That does not mean, as I said a few seconds ago, that real estate is going to go down in price. I just don't think you're going to get the appreciation that you got last year, the year before, whatever it may be, where some of you got 20 or 30% a year increase on your real estate, I think you'll see 5% or more, could be 10%. I don't think you'll see it decrease in value, however. So real estate is still something you can do if you want. Mortgage rates, I think, have cooled off here a little bit. Because of the deterioration of the stock market, the market's going down so much from their highs and the price of oil and certain things, food, continuing to increase. So inflation is still here. It kind of is starting a little bit to cool off the economy. So with that said, interest rates are starting to cool off and go down a little bit here. So I think you'll see that maybe mortgage rates will come down or stay right around here. I'm not exactly sure that you're going to see them now go to 6 or 7% and skyrocket. So this could be closer to the top of the mortgage environment for interest rates here than I would have thought two or three weeks ago. Uh, one other thing, and then I'll go on to the Susie School today, is that oil. I think oil is going to continue to go up or energy is going to continue to go up. And the reason that I think that is because 
when China opens up, and they have to open up soon, we're going to have more people driving again and using oil. So the demand for oil will increase. Europe, everybody is at a deficit for oil as well as natural gas. We are consuming more than we are producing. So when that is true, it's again supply and demand. Our supply is down. The demand will be going up, which in my opinion will cause energy prices to go up. I would not be surprised if we saw oil, it's around 114 a barrel right now, could go as high as 150. What that translates to all of you is that gasoline prices are absolutely going to go up and up. So just something to keep in mind. The same thing happens to be with food. Because I want you to think about this, if gasoline prices continue to go up, then to ship that food to all of you, for the truckers, whatever, it costs them more. And therefore, they will pass those prices down to all of you. The other thing, which is very true, we still have a food shortage on our hands with grain and other types of food. So that will make it more expensive. And it just doesn't seem like that's going to be solved anytime soon. So be prepared to continue to pay more and more for not only gasoline, but food as well. I want to go back, however, to oil for a second here. So oil, as well as the oil stocks that I've recommended to all of you for the past over two years now, and I've added a few new ones to them, again, are performing so well, and I'm very thrilled about that. You do need to watch them closely because you have all If you followed my advice starting a long time ago, you have made a considerable sum of money, not only on the appreciation of the ETF, XLE, and other stocks, but you've also been getting paid a tremendous dividend. Recently on the webinar, and maybe even on this podcast, I recommended a new energy stock by the name of Pioneer, the symbol was PXD. And I told all of you that this is one of the highest yielding stocks, if not the highest, on the stock exchange. And many of you wrote me and you said, Susie, you're wrong. I looked up the the thing, it's only giving like two or three percent. It's not giving you, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven percent. It's not doing that, Susie. So I don't get it. All right, I want you to listen to me right now, everybody. Because these oil stocks are so cash rich, they are making so much money right now, I cannot even tell you. So they have all of this cash. And Pioneer especially has decided they are going to be offering you, besides the fixed dividend that they pay you every year, which comes out quarterly, they are going to pay you a variable dividend and they're just going to give it to you. And if you were owner of record as of Friday, 
then they will distribute to you, I think come June, a $7.62, something like that, dividend per share. And when you combine that dividend with the other dividends, this is an incredibly high yielding dividend paying stock. The same is true with Devon. So when you buy these stocks, don't get confused by simply doing what? Going and looking what the yield is and everything. Do more research. You know, Google, why is Pioneer giving such a high dividend? And, and, and you'll find the answers to your questions. If you like oil or energy, you know, another stock, and I think I may have told you this, is Diamondback, symbol F-A-N-G, or Occidental Petroleum, which Warren Buffett absolutely loves, Oxy. But don't get too heavily invested in oil, because if you look at how much oil has gone up in value, it may make up a really big percentage of your entire portfolio. So you don't want too much invested in just one area. However, again, I will reiterate, oil has held up pretty well here. And I don't know, I find it hard not to want to be invested in some oil stocks. The same, by the way, with natural gas, Cotera, symbol CTRA, is something that you might want to look into that. Now, I just want to also address one more thing. A while ago, I told you all about how I really thought in times like this, it was important to be invested in staples. And if you don't know what a staple is, it is something that you have got to buy. Your toothpaste, you know, things that have got to be purchased no matter what. And I recommended at the time an exchange-traded fund with a symbol by the name of XLP. It was paying about a 2.5% dividend, and it was invested big time in a variety, like I said, of staples. The problem is that when an ETF follows an index or buys staples, they buy more of certain stocks versus other stocks. So they may have stocks that make up 3% of their portfolio or 5% or their top holdings. Just follow me here for a second. What happened with XLP, and which is why two weeks ago it went down so much to everybody's shock, by the way, because a few of its main holdings, such as Walmart, the stock got hit considerably. Walmart, Target, places that sell staples and things like that, was down 25%. Bam! And when you have an index that is made up of stocks that got hit big time because they didn't necessarily operate their business correctly, it affects the entire index. So that's what happened there. It is crawling its way back up. It's still something that I think you should stay invested in. Again, it's paying you a nice little dividend while you're sitting there with it. 
And I just wanted to give you an explanation of why it went down far more than I thought it should have. All right, so now let's go to Susie's school. The one question that the majority of you have been asking me, I've never seen anything like it, over the past few months is this. How do you buy a treasury bill, note, or bond? And the reason that many of you are asking that question is for the past few months now, I've been telling you that if you want your money absolutely safe and sound, that you should be looking into, besides a series I-bomb, but you should be looking into what? You should be looking into treasuries. And it has totally confused you. In the same way that series I-bonds confused all of you, and if you don't know what a series I-bond is, everybody, listen to the April 17th podcast, and you will learn everything you need to know. And if you haven't bought one yet, you need to buy them. So all of you learned about those now. Treasuries are equally as easy. So let me just start and say, if you want to buy a treasury bill, note, or bond, you can easily do it through treasurydirect.gov, where you set up your I-bonds. You also can buy it at a bank or with a brokerage firm, your broker. You can buy and sell them anytime you want. But I'd like to do a little mini, mini, mini masterclass on treasuries just so you understand why I like them. Okay. You know, in life, it's not very easy to say, I guarantee you something and really, really mean it. But with a series I bond or truly any treasury, anything that is issued by the United States Treasury is the only investment that a financial advisor can say to you is absolutely guaranteed. And the reason that is, is that all treasuries are backed by the full faith and authority of the United States government. If the government gets in trouble and they don't have the money to pay you back the money that you invested with them by purchasing a treasury, oh, they will raise taxes in order to just pay you back. So again, I love treasuries because it is the only investment that's 100% guaranteed. Recently, I'd like to tell you what I do with my own money. Recently, I've found myself in a position that I have, truthfully, a lot of cash. Now, I want to know that that cash is safe and sound and nothing can happen to it. So particularly because they are large sums of money, and I don't mind telling you they're millions of dollars, I want to know that I'm not only getting a great interest rate, I want to know not only is that money 100% guaranteed, I want to know that I could sell that instrument, that treasury, anytime I want without penalty, that I could possibly even make money on that sell. 
I want to know that if I hold it till maturity, it will do exactly what I know it's going to do. And I just want it available to me, like I said, when I want it. That is why I buy treasuries. Now, you have to know that there are different kinds of treasuries. There are treasury bills, there are treasury notes, and there are treasury bonds. A treasury bill has a maturity of either four weeks, eight weeks, 13 weeks, 26 weeks, or 52 weeks. Treasury bills do not have maturities longer than one year. And you can buy a treasury for any of those maturities that you want. So you know that if you really just want to tie your money up for a small period of time, you can. Next is notes. Treasury notes are longer than a year. They are usually from two years to 10 years. So you can buy a treasury note that matures in two years, three years, five years, seven years, or 10 years. Those are the maturities of T-notes. Treasury bonds have only two maturities, and those maturities are 20 years or 30 years. So when you buy any treasury, you invest and you know for sure at the maturity date, you will get your money back. Now, not only do you get your money back, but you also are paid an interest rate on these bills, notes, and bonds, which is why you're essentially investing in them. Now, before I go into that, I just want to say the minimum investment on bills, notes, or bonds is $100. Usually people buy things in whatever. But I like talking about investments that anybody could buy and take advantage of. That's why I love series I-Bond so much, because you can buy one for $25 if you want. So it's a place for everybody who wants to be safe and make a relatively good interest rate in treasury bills, notes, or bonds, and an extraordinary interest rate in series I bonds. Now, here's what you need to know about interest. As I've told you many, many times, there is a law of money. And that law of money goes like this. When interest rates go up, the price of your fixed income investments, whether they are bond funds or any individual bill, bond, or note, happens to go down. If interest rates go down, the values go up. We are still in an interest rate environment where interest rates are absolutely projected to go up. Now, another rule of money or law of money is that the longer the maturity of a bill, note, or bond, the more volatile it is, number one. So when interest rates go up, the longer the maturity bonds will go down. Also, for that risk, you are being paid normally 
a higher interest rate for you to go out to longer maturities. So a 10-year treasury note will usually pay you more than a two-year treasury note. A two-year treasury note will pay you far more than a four-week treasury bill. Does that make sense? But the longer the maturity, the more volatile they are, up and down movements, and what else? The more interest rate you are normally paid. That is the reason for those of you who had bond funds, I was asking you to at least switch, and this is a while ago, I don't want you to do this now, right? But to switch in to short-term bond funds, which means that the bonds that are in that fund have short maturities. So if interest rates had gone up, you would not have been hurt as much as if you were in a long-term bond fund. Everybody, again, I'm just going to reiterate this. If you kept your bond funds for whatever reason, the long term or the medium term, just stay in there because I don't think you're going to be continued to be hurt dramatically, if at all, on these funds now. And you might find that they start to come back up in value. Got that? Okay, good. Now, when it comes to getting interest from treasuries, notes and bonds are really easy. They pay you the interest rate every six months. Bills, however, work a whole different way. A bill is sold to you at a discount. Let's just say you're going to put in $1,000 into a one-year treasury. And right now, a one-year treasury bill is paying about 2%. So they do not do it where you put in $1,000 and you're paid 2% on $1,000. They sell you treasuries at a discount. So you would only have to put up in this case about $980. And in one year from now, when that treasury bill matured, you would get your $1,000 because you really purchased a $1,000 treasury, but you only had to pay $980 for it. Now, I get that doesn't sound like a lot of money, because really, over that one year, if you look at that, you only made $20. But peeps, that's what interest rates are right now. If you put in $1,000 in one lump sum, let's just say in a CD, and it was paying you 1.7 or 2%, all you would make after the entire year is $20. But $20 is better than nothing. But most people just don't do it for $1,000. They do it for larger amounts of money, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, amounts that they want to keep safe and sound, and then it starts to make sense. You know, the T-notes and everything are paying between 25 and 2.8%. Great interest rate right now. Especially remember, they are state and city tax-free. That is a big deal, everybody, if you live in a state that has a high income tax bracket. I just have to say something else because it just dawned on me. 
The reason that I've been so gaga over the Alliant Credit Union account, because I want you to just think about this, is that if you just put in $100 a month for 12 months, that's $1,200. And after one year, they give you that $100 bonus, assuming that you have $1,200 at the end of the time. And now you have, after one year, $1,300. So can you think about this? You made $100 on a $1,200 investment that you made in $100 increments versus $20 on a $1,000 investment in a T-bill. Uh-huh. Do you understand? So for those of you who may be interested in keeping money safe and sound and getting an extraordinary yield on it, go to myalliant.com and look for me there and just see how it works. You also can listen to everything at the end of this podcast and you should be taking advantage of it. You should be taking advantage of it. You should be taking advantage of it. But that, in essence, everybody, is how treasuries work. Now, if you have questions and you don't understand it, just go on to treasurydirect.gov and read everything. Click on T-bills, click on T-notes, click on T-bonds, and they give you in-depth lessons on it. So you can figure this out, everybody, but that is why I've been so gung-ho on treasuries. And there you go. Now you know. All right, everybody. That kind of brings us to the end of this Susie School. So I want you to think about what I said at the beginning of this podcast. I do wish all of you a very safe Memorial Day. I wish all of you a Memorial Day that you spend with somebody you love. And if there's nobody in your life, for whatever reason right now, because I know how many of you are all alone, then spend this day with yourself. Love yourself in a way that maybe you've never loved yourself before. Appreciate who you are. Appreciate your struggles. Appreciate that you are still able to be walking on this earth, be as healthy as you can possibly be, and to make choices that make you stronger, your money stronger, and others happy and strong as well. So until Thursday with Miss Travis, which by the way, I just have to say, is already out there planting her garden. For those of you who want to see her garden, download the Women in Money app at Google Play or Apple Apps, and there are pictures of it there. And again, you'll see Colo, who lives with us, who's helping her. And she is so happy. I've never seen her so happy. But take a look at it. It's kind of cute. So again, until Thursday, when KT joins me for Ask KT and Susie Anything, there's really only one thing that I want you to remember when it comes to your money, and it is this. I want you to be safe, strong, and secure. Stay well, everybody. Bye-bye.
Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.